dare not approach the throne outside of you. We dare not bring death upon ourselves outside of you. We dare not approach you in our flesh. We dare not approach you with carnal thinking, with soulless thoughts, with emotional ways. We approach you, Father, in oneness with you.
before the fire? Is it a sweet smelling savor? Does your life smell good to God?
to you, Father, with clean hands and a pure heart. Thank you for accepting us. Oh, we thank you for receiving us. We love this place. Oh, yes, we do. Yes, we do. Here with you in one place. Oh, yes, Lord. Can y'all sing that with me? Thank you for accepting us. Sing it with me. Thank you for receiving us. Thank you for Accepting us. Thank you for receiving us. Oh, we love this place. Oh, we love this place. Yeah.
I thank you for receiving me. See, that's what did it for me. Thank you for receiving me. When I rejected you so many times. Oh. So many times I turned my back on you. So many times I embraced my sin, my whole nature. Thank you for receiving me. Wow, y'all. Y'all ain't got a revelation today. But you're lying, stealing, uncommitted. Thank you for receiving. Full of adultery. Thank you for receiving. No. No, you can't go. You can't go nowhere else. suicide thoughts. Some of us cutting and taking drugs and abusing our bodies and being used and using people. All those things. All those things we did. Disobedient to your parents. All kind of thoughts that you know you shouldn't have had. Incest thoughts. Uh, I'm going to come for all of you now. All them kind of thoughts you had in your mind. No, y'all thank you for receiving me. I'm going to be real with you. Thoughts of murder, suicide. You had those thoughts. Thank you for receiving me. See, he already judged my sin. That was already nailed to that cross. Thank you now for receiving me. Oh, I can't get that out of my spirit. Oh. In your filth, in your mess, and your unloving, unforgiving, strife, and filled with all kind of temperament, all those things. And he said, still come. Bring, bring the abuse and the neglect. Bring it, bring it to me. I can bore all that. I can carry all of that. I simply love you. understand what it is to be separated eternally from the true life. Maybe we cannot consciously understand what it is to be separated for all eternity from the source of life. Love that this body could not stand 
I love you so much. I'm going to veil myself from you. I have to veil because I love you so much. I love you so much because you don't even understand when you sleep in dreams and what that really does. What, how do you commune with him? Like, the, like your family and the world and your people, they reject you. Now, he don't just reject you. He don't care if you've been abused. He doesn't reject you. He don't care if you were the abuser or the murderer. Reconciliation is about to, okay, to receive him. You received him and he, he received us. Now all you have to do now is to conceive. <laughs> now you have to conceive. to be in the relationship with him, the relationship, the true relationship, now you have to conceive him. Not know him, but conceive him. So when a woman conceives the seed, not until the conception is life, so you got to conceive him. You got to conceive him. See, every time a husband and wife come together, they don't. There is no conception every time. But when that conception really happens, there's life. You gotta, you gotta receive him, and then conceive. See, in that conception comes the very image of your daughter. There's no mistaking that's your daughter. You know that came out of you. It didn't come out of nobody else. It came out of you because you conceived her. The image, it takes the father and the mother for conception. Oh my God. Oh, that conception.
deception. The woman. They carry the image. Y'all don't understand the woman is so beautiful. If that wasn't the case, then God wouldn't have laid her down, laid him down, and pulled you out. He could have just did it himself. He could. Bible says the word is the seed and the sower sows the word. Good God Almighty. Y'all understand when you speak life or death. Oh my God. I want to go some places today, but it's communion. Oh my goodness. Glory to God. This is the communion. It should be that spark of life that's going off in all over here spirit realm. Stop. Come out of the natural. Come out of the natural. Stay in the spirit realm. You carry something. See, the new age called it's an aura. No, it's the spirit of God. No, it's not karma. It's as a man do it, so shall he sow it. So when he sow, when he shall reap, when he sow. shall be, shall be. No, that's not what the Bible says. I can speak them things that be not as though they were. See how they twist everything and call it Christianity. Oh, I love Aquamentary. Because there's no need. He said, my people perish. We don't understand that. We don't understand. Lord, how can you, how can you perish? How can you perish when you carry the word? said hell is enlarging itself daily wasn't even intended for you you shall reap what you sow and that and that only so if you sow in contention strife bitterness division that and that only God is Y'all got to understand what that means. To receive the kingdom. It's 
and, and I'm not talking materialism. This is how they, okay, that'll follow. Because he said, I know you have need of these things. They'll, 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 they'll follow you. But you got to stay fast in preserving the peace in the body. See, we, this is communion, y'all. This, he said, do these things in remembrance of these sacraments that you're going to take. It's, it's to remind you of when you were enslaved. It's to remind you, remind you when you was in bondage of the world. It's to remind you when, you know, the tears that, that the people suffered 400 years of hardship. Make some bricks mortar without some hay. Let me see you do it. See, to remember where we came from. This is a time of remembrance. I remember that I was a sinner, not that I am a sinner now. I remember, and I can understand a person that comes in here, what they're struggling with, because I was there, so I can't judge them like that now. I can understand, I can empathize with them. I can see them in their state, and they can see me in my state, because I was you at one point. That was me. Twisted thoughts. Unforgiveness. Remember this and remember. Oh, Ooh, so much. May y'all be seated right now. Get ready to have the ministry, the anointed ministry. And I tell you what, do me a favor. Don't look at her. In way you know her. Don't look at her. Watch this, saying, I just know Star. Let's see, she did this on TV. No, I see God's workmanship. See, as she's dancing, she, she's a dancer, so it's not her that's dancing. I see God. She's, he's like the marionette. He's just moving over her as she's moving. She's doing all the things that you think is just her body, but it's God. It's how you see. It's just no different than seeing the teacher when she's up. That's the mouth of God that's teaching you at that moment. So when you do your ministry, you'll know how it's done. You can't look at this as it's just stars. She's praise dancing. That's it. Praise the Lord. No, no. She is God's workmanship. It's God's hand that's on her. That's moving her body, moving her joints, everything. While she's dancing, her heart ain't stopped beating. No, it's God that's on her. Y'all got to look at it in the right way. God is perfecting her in his will. I'm sure she would rather sit down. When I see her dance, I don't just see stars. I see God's hand just moving her wherever he needs to go. It's sacred. 
said, we are his workmanship. You are his mouth. You are his hands in the earth. No matter what age you are. And they witness all the time. moment, uh, let the Lord have his way. You thought I was worth saving So you came and changed my worth keeping 
Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Yes. Yes. Glory to God. Truly his workmanship. Truly the Lord's hand is on earth. My God. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. <laughs> Woo. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My God. My God. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. My God, I'm so glad I know him. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Hey, Star, he can't stop you. Oh, my God, you just keep your eyes toward heaven. Don't worry about what people say. They don't have a heaven or hell to put you in. Glory to God. Just keep doing the will of your father. My God. You just keep pressing forward, Star. He knows what's at the finish line for you. And you better hear that he say, I know you have need of these things. It's not good that you be alone. Glory to God. Hey, glory to God. No, God got a plan. Not worried about nothing. He ain't anxious for anything. He's got it all worked out. I sealed it in a dream for you. Okay. Oh my God. Woo. What he is telling you, he's saying, live. 
That is what he's telling you is to live. Oh, the best the rest of y'all better hear that too. He's telling you to live. My God, hallelujah. You don't have to worry about the anointing will make room for you. You don't have to do anything. Glory to God. Hallelujah.
I'll be reading the Old Testament, Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 through 7, Amplified Bible. 
For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father of Eternity, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there should be no end, upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and uphold it with justice and righteousness from the latter time forth, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this in the word of the Lord's voice. Hallelujah. I'll be reading Colossians 3, 12-15. So as God's own chosen people, who are holy, set apart, sanctified for his purpose, and well-beloved by God himself, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, which has the power to endure whatever injustice or unpleasantness comes with good temper, bearing gracefully, graciously with one another, and willingly forgiving each other if one has a cause for complaint against another. Just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you should forgive. Beyond all these things, put on and wrap yourselves in unselfish love, which is the perfect bond of unity. For everything is bond together, bound together in agreement when each other, when each other seeks the best for others. Let the peace of Christ, the inner calm of one who walks daily with him, be the controlling factor in your hearts, deciding and settling questions that arise. To this peace, indeed, you were called as members of one body of believers, and be thankful to God always. And the word of the Lord is blessed. I can speak in the tongues of men and even of angels but have not love that reasoning intentional spiritual devotion such as is inspired by God's love for and in us I'm only a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal and if I have prophetic powers the gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose and understand all the secret truths and mysteries and possess all knowledge and if I have sufficient faith so that I can remove mountains but have not love, God's love in me, I am nothing, a useless nobody. Even if I dole out all that I have to the poor providing food, and if I surrender my body to be burned or in order that I may glory but have not love, God's love in me, I gain nothing. Love endures long and is patient and kind. Love never is envious, nor boils over with jealousy. It's not boastful or vainglorious. It does not display itself haughtily. It is not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride. It is not rude, 
unmannerly and does not act unbecomingly. Love, God's love in us, does not insist on its own rights or its own way, or it is not self-seeking. It is not touchy or fretful or resentful. It takes no account of the evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. It does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes, is ever ready to believe the best of every person. Its hopes are fadeless under all circumstances, and it endures everything without weakening. Love never fails, never fades out or becomes obsolete or comes to an end. As for prophecy, the gift of interpreting the divine will and, pur and purpose, it will be fulfilled and pass away. As for tongues, they will be destroyed and cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. It will lose its value and be superseded by truth. For our knowledge is fragmentary, incomplete and imperfect. And our prophecy, our teaching is fragmentary, incomplete and imperfect. But when the complete and perfect total comes, the incomplete and imperfect will vanish away, become antiquated, void, and superseded. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. Now that I have become a man, I am done with childish ways and have put them aside. For now we are looking in a mirror that gives only a dim blurred reflection of reality, as in a riddle or enigma. But then when perfection comes, we shall see in reality and face to face. Now I know in part imperfectly, but then I shall know and understand fully and clearly, even in the same manner as I have been fully and clearly known and understood by God. And so faith, hope, and love abide. Faith, conviction, and belief respecting man's relation to God and divine things. Hope, joyful and confident expectation of eternal salvation and love true affection for God and man growing out of God's love for and in us these three are the greatest of these is love
promises that he'll take care of the widow and the widow. When, when do we do that? Now, we have done that. And we continue to do that. Until that appointed time comes. Amen. But uh, what, I, what I love is that in this ministry, we, we see the potential. We see what most of, the, most of the time we fight what we see in you. Most of the time, you have something in you, but you have a lot of other things around you which you think is correct. And then when someone brings that to your attention, you get upset. This is the way that you're to do it. I have to. This is my job. There's a lot of things where they, I just want her to just come up and just, if you know a little bit about her. I know y'all know Rocky, but you need to know Shabi. Every chance I get, I'm just saying, go ahead, baby, cough. That's all right. She's alive. Not in the hospital. Let alone do that and remember. Oh, I'm a 
what God has done for her in her life. Amen? Hey everybody. Hey man, um, not gonna be before y'all very long. Um, I'm old school, so I don't like to use laptops and things like that. I like to write my notes down, so I feel like it's more personal. So y'all see me clicking through. Okay. Communion is a time of celebration. It's a time to rejoice, a time to give thanks. It's a time to proclaim the death of our Lord, and it's also a time to remember. So today, I want to focus on Calvary. Calvary, Golgotha, the place of the skull, the way of the skull. We want to focus on that and what physically happened in order for us to attain spiritual access to the Holy God, limitless power, redemption, and lastly, eternal life ruling and reigning with Yeshua. So let's get to the crucifixion. So we must remember that Yeshua was under great distress in the Garden of Gethsemane, so much so that he sweated, he sweat blood. It's a medical condition called hematidrosis. Um, Luke 22:44 says, and in great anguish, he prayed more intensely so that his sweat became like drops of blood falling to the ground. Um, in the First World War, there were accounts from British soldiers that when they knew they were getting ready to go over the berm, they knew they were going to die. They had accounts of them immediately, like, sweating blood. So it's when you know you face imminent death or your body is under extreme anguish or stress, it's called hematidrosis. Um, the first stage of the crucifixion was called the scourge. Um, Yeshua was stripped naked. His arms were tied above his head. Then he was beat with a flagrum. A flagrum is described, basically the Roman soldiers use it for crucifixion. It's a short um, whip that has three strands. Sometimes they would use like metal iron, um, porcelain, or they would use like bone in it or sometimes glass. There would be two soldiers beating, well, we'll in this case, two soldiers beating Yeshua. Um, they were beating his back, his shoulders, his legs. At the first pass of the whip, it would tear through his skin and the fat on his body. Once the outer layers were torn away, they were still beating, and it would tear through muscle in his tendons. Ripping through all the blood vessels, meaning that he was losing blood the whole time he was um, getting beat by these two soldiers. Also, during the scourge, they pulled all the hair out of Yeshua's face, out of his beard. Isaiah 52, 14 says, just as many was appalled by him because he was so disfigured, he didn't even seem human and simply no longer looked like a man. Then they went to the crown of thorns. So before we get to the crown of thorns, we have to talk about the scalp so you can really understand the excruciating pain that he went through for us. Um, your scalp is the most vascular part of your body. It contains the most blood vessels. It's only about eight millimeters thick. The thorns that they used in the crown of thorns for Yeshua, um, it was a weed that was in Israel called the loud bush. The thorns on the bush are about an inch and a half to two inches long. So they were shoving this in his brain, shoving this in his head. So basically it was causing him, he's still losing more and more blood throughout this. 
Now the Roman soldiers, they wanted him to carry the cross, but they didn't do it privately. They took him on a place that was called the Way of the King. It was called the Via Maris or the Via Della Rosa. This was a place that they used for like people who were in market. So you would see vendors coming here. So everybody was out. And this was like high noon day, like 9 a.m. So everybody's out. Um, the cross that they had Yeshua carry, it was called the patibulum. It weighed about 100 to 110 pounds. They laid Yeshua on the ground and stretched his arms out. They took nails that were about 12 inch to a half an inch thick and nailed him to the wood. Now we always hear that um, sometimes you see like in movies and things like that, like the nails going through his palms. Anatomically, it's impossible for him to have stayed on the cross with the nail there. Um, where they drove the nail, if you take the part of your hand, like right here and feel, medical doctors say it's Destante's point, but basically it's between like your, um, I think it's the ulna and the radius bone. Um, on that, in between that bone is a median nerve. And the best way to understand it is like when you hit your funny bone, you know how it like, it hurts so bad. That's where they drove the nail at through Yeshua's hand. So this was excruciating for him for those to, to go through his hand. Cause there had to be a point of fixation in order for the body to stay on the actual cross. Um, excuse me. And because of the way that Yeshua was nailed, he, it would have been impossible for him to get himself up if he fell. And we know that he fell because he had to be helped to carry the cross. When he did fall, he probably fell on his face or on his chest, and this would have caused a cardiac injury, adding more stress to him losing blood, to his bones being exposed, to his face being marred, to him being so beaten that he's disfigured. Um, the next thing the Roman soldiers did, because they wanted to identify the king, so basically they wrote above his head. Now, we know on the wood they wrote Jesus of Nazareth, king of the Jews. Um, in Hebrew and Greek, it says, it, you basically pronounce it as Yeshua, Hana, Savarek, Womelahek, Haya, Houdin. That means Jesus of Nazareth, king of the Jews. But the funny part about it is, because I thought about this scripture, if the princes would have known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. So remember that Yeshua was crucified for blasphemy. But in the Greek and Hebrew, letters have numbers with them, and we know they have meaning. So the numbers equal up to, for what they wrote above his head, Y-H-W-H, -H, Yahweh. Yahweh. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty cool. I thought it was pretty cool in God's wisdom. Um, so let's continue to talk about him still on the cross. Um, next, his knees were bent at a 45-degree angle, and a nail that was the same 12 inches by a half an inch wide was driven through his second and third toe, placing his left and right foot over one another. Psalms 22:14 says, I am poured out like water. All my bones are out of joint. My heart has become like wax. It melts inside of me. Now, considering the weight of Christ, of Yeshua on the cross being carried by those nails, his joints during that whole period of time, every joint popped out of socket. So you can imagine just something as simple as if you hit your toe or anything like that, but every one of your joints just popped out of socket. Now, the process of breathing for Yeshua was hard. It was excruciating. It was painful. In order for him to breathe, he had to push up very hard to breathe out. 
moving up and down the cross about a foot each time up and down in each direction. With each breath, there was a tremendous amount of pain, um, pushing up and down on spike feet and hanging on hands that were nailed in the cross. So he went from excruciating pain to excruciating pain every time he had to take a breath. So um, I was reading some articles about crucifixion, basically how the Persians started crucifixions and then the Romans mastered it. So they give different accounts of how it was a horrible thing to watch because the most, most of the people who were crucified, they died just from asphyxia because they couldn't breathe. And they said it was an agonizing thing to watch a person going up and down a foot of a cross breathing. So it was faint breaths, he couldn't breathe. So lastly, um, the spear. So the Romans, when they crucified people, they would take a spear and they would, because normally it took people like nine days to die for crucifixion. They would take the spear and they would stab it in between the second and third rib just to see if the, um, if the person who was being crucified, if they were actually dead, if they were still alive. Um, basically, Christ was pierced and when he was pierced, blood and water came out. John 19.34 says, however, one of the soldiers stabbed his side with a spear, and at once blood and water flowed out. So, of course, we know what it means, the blood of Christ, Holy Spirit, living water. We, we know what flowed out of Christ for us. But I want to talk about the medical things that this day and age that they've diagnosed that could have happened to Christ. Now, what was going on in his chest with the blood and the water, it was plural and Fusion, and all the medical people are going to like this because I got medical concerns. Um, was fluid in his chest wall, water around his lungs. Um, he could have died from asphyxia. He couldn't breathe. Um, hypobulemia, low blood pressure, because he was losing blood that whole time. And you have to remember, he was thirsty and everything because he hadn't taken a drink until the last time he drank anything was at the Last Supper, which was hours before the actual trial. So he was, he was thirsty. Um, the first, second, and third degree cardiac shock. This is why the blood was clotted when it came out. Um, basically his heart burst, basically it was hypoparacardema, which means his heart burst from the excessive panning, from the excessive breathing, just the stress. And as I said before, it only took not people nine days to die from crucifixion. But because Christ's scourging was so bad, he died in six hours. Um, his journey started at 9 a.m. in the morning, and it ended at 3 p.m. at night. Yeshua, he could have he could have survived the cross as the son of God. We all, we all know that. I mean, that's undeniable. But in his great love for us, he chose to basically um, manifest himself as a human and allowed himself to die. But the greatest pain out of everything, even in everything I've told you that he physically endured, the greatest pain was being separated from his father, being rejected by a holy God. And the fact that he knew that he was the son of God, but he loved us so much that he didn't come down from the cross. Now, I can't imagine if I would physically be willing to do that for anybody. I mean, I think people, be honest, you know what I'm saying, explaining everything that he went through. And then this is just explaining the medical terms to actually be there. And to go through that and to know, to see the present, to see, to know that people would reject you. And yet still they mocked you as you walk down this road, stripped naked 
embarrassed, ashamed, depressed, all these things, but for us, he had us in mind. And so every time that you willingly disobey the word of God, you crucify him afresh. I think a lot of times we, we think of communion, we're like, I always remember, I remember what he healed me from, what he delivered me from, oh, he's a great God. But do we really remember that? I focused on, I feel like Holy Spirit told me to focus on his suffering because we say all this beauty and suffering, all this. But do we really understand it? He took on this human flesh. I get a paper cut and I'm mad. You know what I'm saying? He took on this human flesh. I mean, nails, like railroad-sized nails drug into your wrist. So it's like, I was like, God, I don't want to be so graphic with it, but it's like he was so extreme for me. How can I not be extreme and let people know that communion is not light? It's not something that we take, we should take for, you know, granted. He says we're to proclaim his death, to make his name great in the earth. What he did was great. And then this, to even go on, what he endured in Hades for three days. That's the whole spiritual side of it. We're just talking about the physical side. So when he went through what he went through, there's no reason for us to be depressed. Because he, he overcame depression in the garden so much so that he bled sweat for you. He sweat blood for you. He, he went, he got over rejection. He was rejected from his father. He was rejected from his disciples. John was the only one at the cross. John and his mama. You know what I'm saying? He had a three and a half year ministry where he taught. Where are all the people who love me? Where are all the people who believe me? I've done all these great things in the earth. Where are all these people who love and believe me? Here I am at the cross. And no one will help me. No one will help me. So I think when we do communion, because we can do it whenever, you know what I'm saying? But I think when we do communion, our focus should be mainly on his love because you're going to make mistakes. That's what this cross was for. You're going to make mistakes. You're not going to get it right every time. But he got it right every time so that you could come to him with it. So I'm just... At first, I was like, oh, extra emotion. Like, oh, my gosh, God. Oh, my gosh, Jesus, you went through this for me. But then I thought about it's a time to celebrate, to celebrate that I don't have to do it, that your family doesn't have to do it. It should put a fire in us even more to fight for other people to not have to do it because he was the ultimate sacrifice. There's nothing else you can do. There's nothing else you can say to, to take the place of what he did on Calvary. So today, I just want to love on God and thank God that all of us in here don't have to endure this cross. And that every day because of this teaching that Holy Spirit is imparting in our hearts that we're mindful that we would crucify him of flesh if we sin. But because we have Holy Spirit, we have his grace and his mercy, we have the wisdom of God. We will never put ourselves in positions to crucify him of flesh. We will never be seen as the accuser of our father. Amen. So I'm just excited about communion, and we can go ahead and get the sacraments. I'm hyped now because this is celebrate. Let's get it. I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to make y'all cry. I just got to be me. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Minister Star did an awesome job. Amen. So if you didn't take that time to purge your heart and get things right, this is the time to do it. 
that we don't take the sacraments unworthily because it says many of us are sick and dying because we do that. Amen. So just excited to be able to do communion with y'all as a family. As a family. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you for these sacraments, Lord God. Thank you for the building to be in to take these sacraments. Thank you for the freedom that we have, Lord God, to proclaim your name in the earth, Father. When darkness is all around us, Father, thank you for making us the light, Father. Thank you, Lord God, for embedding your word in our hearts, God. We thank you, Father. We honor you, Adonai, because you alone are worthy of the praise and all the glory. You have been great to us. You've been awesome to us, Lord God. We thank you, Father, we're in our right minds, Father. We thank you that we're taking the sacred moment to bring you glory, to come closer to you, Lord God. I thank you, Father, that this will be a change in the hearts and minds of your people, Lord God. I thank you that whatever they need in this moment, Lord God, it's met when we take these sacraments, Lord God. We thank you and right now for your covering, Lord God, over the word that's coming forth, Father, over this house, Father. We worship you, Adonai. We bless your name, Yeshua, because you are worthy and holy and lovely and righteous. And we'll never forget the sacrifice you made for us, God. We place ourselves with the disciples in this moment, Lord God. We're seated with them in you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We magnify your name, oh God. We bless your name. received from the Lord is just what I passed on to you. That the Lord Yeshua, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And after he had made the bracha, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this as a memorial to me. We eat the bread. Likewise, also the cup after the meal saying, this cup is the new covenant affected by my blood. Do this as often as you drink it as a memorial to me. And we drink.
Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Reflect on how good he's been to you. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. It washes white as snow. Can we just sing that together just a little bit? Oh, the blood. Holy Ghost, I don't know what to say. But I 
know one thing, my people called by my name to humble themselves. Man, I'm just full. Just the word, just and the worship, everything is just, and I just, just Ladisha, connected with her. Man, that's just good. Sometimes it's just good just to be in the presence of God. You know, a, a pastor can come and he can study and do all these type of things, but he should have something in him. That I, <laughs> that I, that that he should feel the infirmity. He should feel what's going on with the sheep. Man, they look a little under the weather today. They done, they done ate some bad grass. <laughs> Come on, we need a little tender, loving care today. Sometimes you know you get beat up a lot, and sometimes you just need to, you know, love on them. You know, don't, don't you have some hard times? Come on, y'all, talk with me. Don't you have some hard times? You just want somebody, just love on me. Right now, don't judge me. Don't, just, just love on me. I know I'm acting a fool. Just, just love on me. Come on, now, that's the truth, right? Right? I know I'm acting up. I know I'm back. Just love on me right now. I need that. So I'm trying to get there. I'm not, I don't believe in what I study and what I need that I just do. I believe the Holy Spirit ministers. And at any moment, he has full reign of my mouth and where we should go right now. I want to personally, I do, as, as the pastor, I want to thank, first of all, you for your commitment. Get up, get out the bed and come to the fellowship. I'm, I'm just going to commend you on that. I, I mean, come on now. I want to commend people who come and clean and do stuff for the ministry and, you know, the tithers and they'll give the offering. Those people need to be celebrated. Thank you. This is how we can keep the lights on and all of those things. And I'm tired of always somebody preaching, you got to give, you got to give. You should give because it's part of your worship. I don't want to do that. We should know. Man, thank you for being security, Greg. Thank you for being on post. Thank you, BK, for driving, picking up the people. I mean, it's just thank you. It's, thank you for the minstrels who play. Thank you, Carl. Missed you on Friday, though. I mean, man. Thank you, Di, for bringing in the miracle baby. Maybe, I mean, God knows. He said, I'll put on you no more than you can handle. I mean, for her to carry what she's carrying, God knows what he's doing. You just don't. You don't trust him. She trusts him totally. See, y'all just look at baby. I look at them, and I look at their faith. And it makes my faith grow. Faith. She's not worried about she going to be on the floor right now, or who going to dress her this morning, and is somebody going to feed me. Worried about that. We we worried about that. She's not worried the lights on, and she's not worried about anything. But we are. She's not even worried about a job right now. I'm too young. Look at her. You can learn by looking at children, not the bad children. You got to correct them. Disobedient one. You got to correct them. Now, y'all know I ain't talking about that. That one needs some balance. That one needs some correction. Amen. A lot of times they act just like we do. 
you just won't listen. <laughs> and God said, you just won't listen. That's not happening. I'm serious. There you go. My marriage ain't working. You're not married to me. Okay, that's what he's saying. I told y'all, y'all, you can't just... You cannot possibly cover the vastness of dream interpretation and dreams in two weeks. You just cannot. It's like a drop in the ocean. It's so much. Is that what it is? And in four weeks, she's going to have her book written. Call me quick. So, Minister, um, we're going to, y'all mind if I take my time? I mean, you do want to know about these things, right? And you should know about these things. And I'm just trying to take my time, but I'm also going to be mindful of um, Holy Spirit. And sometimes, uh, I just don't mean to, sometimes you just come straight, like people just beat, I don't want to beat you up. I want to love on you, but first I got to get you to a place where you can hear. Uh, it take a minute to get some time to get you to hear. All right? And, 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 and don't be mad at me because I love you. You know that. But I got to I gotta get you in a place. That's right. I sure do, Cindy. I sure do. Because love is patient. Love is patient. Are you patient? Well, hold on. You can't be patient with everybody who's just easy going with you and they go along. But no, it's patience is with the harder people who don't want to go with you. Are you patient? Are you patient with them? I got like five people said that. Everybody's looking down. Is there a little man behind the chair? I just want to know who is everybody looking at? Are you patient? That's one of the fruits of the spirit. God is so patient with us. Man, minister, go to um, 1 Corinthians. I think I wrote down on here. Maybe I need to show you where everything's on here. I, I try to help him out. And so he's prepared. He don't have to worry about it. Uh, everything is all red and color-coded for him and everything. All right. There you go. So I got my scriptures right here. And then you just hit that to hit the scripture where you want to go. Okay. Color coded. Is that what I was doing? I'm throwing shade, as they say. Okay. I like the teacher, man. She, she, she hard on us, though. Ain't she hard? But she's good. Good teacher. I want a teacher that's going to teach. I want a teacher that's going to let me slide by. You know, we got to change the whole curve of grading for you. No, stick to the format. Don't change. Don't, don't do that. Don't do no curve grading on me. You know, the curve grading, just help, it hurts you. It don't help you. See, the teacher job is to teach you what you don't know or to teach you what you think you know. Her job is to be patient with you. Y'all got some good teachers in class. You got some teachers. How many of y'all in school in here? Y'all in school, some of you in school, you got some good teachers. You can tell the teacher who care, and you can tell the teacher who's there for a paycheck. Well, we don't get a paycheck here. So obviously we care what you learn. We care what you learn. 
I mean, you can see the example in the teaching of the students and everyone in here at some point will be right here teaching. Children and all. I asked Aaron, stand up for a minute, Aaron. Aaron's smart, intelligent. Aaron's going to be the first child to do communion. In here, he's going to teach communion. He's going to teach. I'm going to put it to him. He's got to turn. He's got to learn. Amen. Now, I'm going to work with him. I'm not going to say exactly when, but he is going to be the first. So if that's the first, then there's somebody that's going to be second. Hey, Chris, like, yes, everyone. The Bible says, study to show yourself approved. Y'all just read right over that scripture and we never get to it. Amen. We're going to get the word. So, and I'm not going to try to squeeze it all in. We'll be back here next week. Amen. Amen. We're going to get it in. We're gonna, we're gonna, by the time you're over, you're going to have a dream course. And you're going to understand some things of what God is really saying. And uh, I just want to ask you, before I get to the scripture, I, I like interaction. Now, teacher, you be quiet, listen. I'm going to pose some things to you, all right? I'm that kind of teacher. I like to, I like to interact with the students. That means you, you're, you're attentive and you're paying attention. Mm-hmm. So dreams. The language of God. He has many languages. He has many things that he does. Are you dreaming what God has called you to be? Are you dreaming the things that God has called you to be? And if you're not, we need to figure out why not. We need to find out what's going on. Because see, dreams are designed specifically for God to speak to you. So how, how many of y'all, God, who's all, who never changes, he never changes. He don't change his doctrine. He don't change his word. He never changes. So you got to you got to solidify that first. He never changes. So a lot of times in Christian um, circles, when it comes to dreams, uh, uh, the, the main thing they say, you gonna, uh, he don't speak like that no more. He's, just get, he's giving us his word. That's what they say. You don't, he don't speak in dreams no more. Well, if that was the case, you wouldn't be need to sleep or to dream because he don't change. This is the problem. Have you dreamed what God has called you to do in the kingdom? I'm going to raise my hand. Are you dreaming what God has told you to do in the kingdom? You have? Keep your hand up. Now, you got you to be specific because if that's the case, you should be doing it now. And there should be other things that are following you. So he's called all of us to evangelize. Have you seen yourself in your dreams evangelizing? You have. Okay. Okay. I like that. We're like, Pat, you going to set us up? He's going to set you up. 
I am. I'm still dreaming that. Uh, I had a dream just the other night. I'm just yesterday. And I'm, I'm witnessing to someone. And it was a, he always gives you something. What was that plant? Did I? No. There you go. <laughs> and I'm like, so in the dream, can I share? I mean, is, this is what we're doing. We're talking about dreams. So, and I'm going to get you, and I'm going to ask you about your dreams if you want to volunteer. Then okay, we're going to find out. Are you really doing? We're trying to make no mistake. So in the dream, I'm sitting at this place. I'm going to go get something to eat. And I'm pulling it off of this plant and, it's, and making like a salad every day. I'm, I'm going every day. Every day I'm going with this salad. And, it's, um, and this person comes every day and says, oh, you're here today? You know, so I'm eating at this same point every day. Oh, you hear it back again. And I'm just pulling it off the plant, and I'm putting it on my salad, you know, or my sandwich, whichever one. I can't really remember that part. But then one day I come, and it's all withered. It's all withered. And I'm like, man, I, I don't really want to eat that. And the guy comes back over again, right? And he said, man, you, you really can't, you can't eat that today. You know, I said, well, okay, well. I guess that's not why I'm really here. But I just had an appointment just to meet him every day. But what it was is he wasn't saved. So in the dream, I began to minister to him. It's just an opportunity to eat, to feed my appointment with him. And he started asking questions. It's my job. I'm witnessing in my dream. I'm in my call. I'm, I'm witnessing while I'm doing it. He didn't know that I wasn't there just to eat. I'm there for you. So I'm just saying, you, you should be having dreams. As intercessor, I told you, I, I had dreams when he called me into intercessor, what I'm supposed to be doing. Your job, your task today is to pray these people in, back into the plane. What, what are you dreaming? Or is our dreams a lot of soulless dreams? See, when you have such desires in you, you start to dream. Okay. Then we go run and try to get interpretation. Wrong tree. First Corinthians. <clears throat> Secular dreams. Interior dreams. Let's just discuss this for a quick second. First Corinthians uh, 2.14, you got it? Mm -hmm. 15, go ahead. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. Man. So, the natural man, or the soulless man, the, or the suke, or the nephesh, the man of the flesh. We try to have a, a dream, or we do have a dream, and we go to, you know, your neighbor or some web page. And the best that that soulless man, the Bible said that it's foolish. See, he's trying to discern something from God, and he can't. 
So this is how we do. We go, well, get my dream book out. Let me get my dream book out and find out what the tree means, you know. What that plant means. You can go and find what that plant is. But what does it mean pertaining to me? See, and that's what I try to tell y'all. Those things are very, they are very dangerous when you go to someone um, to interpret your dream in that secular. Y'all follow me? So that man is trying to interpret something. The Bible says that, that he cannot discern the natural man. Says what? He cannot what? Does not receive the things of God. So he's trying to do that. This is, this is what a lot of us do immediately. How many of y'all went to the internet and start looking up something in your dream? Okay, they got one right there, one, two. You've done it. You've done it. Or you may, have you asked anybody about your dream? What, what qualified them to be? What qualified them? Okay. They say they, they ask you. So a soulless dream works with your psyche to benefit its own self, me, me, me. Y'all, I'm going to help y'all with this soul. Remember, the soul is at war with what? Spirit. So if the soul or the psyche can give me the answers to my life, then I can, come, then I can become perfected my psyche or my soul. Therefore, there is no need for Jesus. I have all the answers within me. That's what I'm talking about. This is what it is. This is the soul. So then your logic kicks in. Can't leave that out. Then your logic kicks in and says it couldn't. He couldn't be the son of God. Because he's not necessary. I have my psyche, my soul. Right? Job 43, I mean 33, 14. And I think I got a new living translation should be on there oh, for you. Okay. Use what I gave you. Okay. No, 33. 33, 33 14. 14. So, y'all see the soul can just lead a man. See, so, so many times, like atheists or people of other faith religions, what's really driving them is their soul. It's not the spirit. It's, it's the soul of man. It's where your will, your emotions, that's right, is. Because now I don't need God. I have all the answers within me. Every self-help book that I read. It's telling me I have the answers within me. This is just, just, we can't even see it. So I think this is a good foundation to begin our study. Job 33, 14. And we're going to break it down a little bit. For God may speak in one way or in another, yet man does not perceive it. In a dream, 
in a vision of the night when deep sleep falls upon men while slumbering on their beds. Then he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction. Mm -hmm. In order to turn man from his deed and conceal pride from man, he keeps back his soul from the pit and his life from perishing by the sword. Mm. I'll go do a little bit further because I really want you to see something here. Go ahead, verse 19. Then. Man is also chastened with pain on his bed and with strong pain in many of his bones so that his life abhors bread and his soul succulent food. Mm -hmm. His flesh wastes away from sight and his bones stick out which once were not seen. Yes, his soul draws near the pit and his life to the executioners. That's good. To the executioners. Most of the time we read that scripture, we stop way up there after the pit. But we're going to show you a little bit something there before we get to there. So the Bible says that man speaks in many ways. This is the New King James that I was using. I like it because they use the word deed in there, and I like that. And he says, for God speaks in many ways or in, or, in other, or in other ways he does, one way or another. Yet man does not perceive it. See, right away, they, they always say God only speaks. He speaks through his word today. Just what he does. He does. But it also says he speaks in many ways. Are you hearing him? Go to John 12. Before we go, before we dig in there. Go to John 12, 28, 29. Then a voice came from heaven saying, sorry, you get it again. Verse 28, Father, glorify your name. There you go. Then a voice came from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. Therefore, the people who stood by and heard it said that it had thundered. Others said, an angel has spoken to him. Read that part slowly again when he spoke. Now, this is an audible voice of God. Like you hear me right now. This is not in a dream or in a vision. This is audible. Go ahead. Jesus said, Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. He's speaking. Therefore, the people who stood by and heard it said that it had thundered. Others said, an angel has spoken to him. Obviously, they were there. They did not hear the voice of God. God said what he said in the beginning. I'm glorified. I'm going to glorify it again. So you got a whole people in there saying, wait a minute, I heard thunder. No, it was a light. No, they didn't hear the voice, the audible voice of God. They heard something, but it won't God. They heard some thundering, and it sounded like maybe an angel, but they did not hear. These are his disciples. They did not hear the audible voice of God. And God spoke. 
Yet men don't what? Perceive it. No. It said he spoke. And this is what he said. They said, something sounds like thunder. But wait, no, it sounds like an angel. No, God spoke. See, they couldn't even distinguish the voice of God. So a lot of times we come to church, we can't even distinguish the voice of God. Or driving in your car, you still can't distinguish the voice of God other than your voice or an angel. How you heard? And he said, my sheep know my voice. And another they won't. You can't bring anything else to me or another God. You can't fix it up and say, this is God. No, I didn't. I'm going to show you. Oh, I'm going to show you what happens when y'all deal with y'all soul and talking about God. See, you have to want to hear his voice. And to hear his voice, you have to believe that he still speaks to us. Hold on. Our whole relationship with God in the kingdom is by belief. So me, for me to hear him, I have to believe that I'm hearing him. See, we... Man, I, didn't, I didn't get that right. Rocket sometimes poses a question to God. Speak to me. And she says, I see it in license plates. God speaks in many ways, yet man don't perceive it. See, what, what happens is, is we, we start to tell God how I want to hear. Yeah. He said, I speak in many ways, yet man don't perceive it. Yeah. He speaks. First, first believe that before we go anywhere else that he speaks and that you can hear him. Okay, husbands and wives and you have children, you speak, your children can hear you, right? They know your voice. You got 10,000 penguins all chirping at the same time. That one penguin know his mother's voice over all the other voices out there. It knows his voice, her voice. How does that work? First of all, he knows that's his, his mother. He said, my sheep know my voice. So you can be with God and, and do all this, and you not hear his voice. You might hear some thunder or an angel, but you're not hearing God. How do we hear? I think it's going to be a teaching on hearing God. Maybe somebody else is going to teach it. See if I can make contact with <laughs> everybody looking away. Don't you look at me, Pastor. Don't you do it. So if he spoke then, he speaks now. What kind of boundaries have you given God to speak to you? We know he speaks in his word. We, we understand it, but you have to open the word to hear him. He does speak in his word. He does. He does. But it says that he speaks in many ways. He speaks in many ways. That's what we need to really kind of understand here. He said, but man does not perceive it. Because of one factor could be his character. One factor could be his character. Y'all know that? 
It could be his heart, his motives, his thoughts, his intents of his heart toward God. That could be a reason why you're not hearing. Your, your heart is wrong, your character. Paul said there's many voices in the world. How do you know that it's God? And you are designed to hear from him. You are, you are tuned into the frequency of God. One, one thing is uh, theological perspectives. One thing is theological perspective that you might not hear God. Like I said, he doesn't speak this way anymore. And he doesn't have gifts anymore. Well, he's saying he gave the gifts for the perfecting of the saints. I've given you some pastors. That's some pastors, ain't it? I've given you evangelists. There's some evangelists. I've given you teachers, right? They, they are. So the gifts. You just need somebody to help you perfect them. And I love what Paul said. He said, I'll show you a more excellent way. Love. You want your gift thing perfected? You need to operate in love. Well, you can't operate in love if you don't have forgiveness. See how we just, y'all doing real gospel? Well, it's supposed to be some power following you and some authority. It's supposed to be some people healed. Mm -hmm. Some sounds from heaven. We're all good. Stuff happens, y'all. Remember, this was the audible voice of God. Yeah, my stuff just went away. Are you sure you're hearing from God? Are you sure? Because if you're hearing from God, he's going to ask you to do some things. That's what he does. I love Paul because Paul asked him before. He said, what would you have for me to do? Soon as I got, I heard your voice. The very first thing he said, what would you have me to do? So are y'all working for the kingdom? Amen. I mean, for real. I know you're coming to church, but are you working for the kingdom? Hmm? Are you making disciples? Okay. Maybe it's this one. Maybe I can't hear him in my dreams because maybe I don't ascribe value to my dream. Do you ascribe value, value to your dreams? Why would somebody just keep giving you something and you just keep throwing it away? Right? I'm just going to give you a gift and you just keep throwing it away. Right? But if you ascribe value to the dream, what does that do for God? What will he share with you? We're talking about dreams. This is where he talks to you. Everybody has a different language. Everybody hears differently. Everybody processes differently. Just because a person has dyslexia doesn't mean that they're unintelligent. They just process the information differently. Doesn't make them because a person's autistic doesn't mean they're dumb. Doesn't mean that they're not. It doesn't. It means that you process differently. So God's going to speak to you in the way you can hear him, in the way you can learn. He's going to speak to you in that way. 
He speaks in many ways. It's hard for us to really perceive those things. And key to remembering dreams, like I said, is ascribing value to the dream. You ascribe value to a dream like this. When he give it to you, you wake up. What happens is we don't want to sacrifice. He's giving you something. You don't want to sacrifice sleep to write it down. I'll remember in the morning, and none of you do. 95, 98% of it you forget. He may be, he may give it to you, but you forget. See, but it's a, if you ascribe value, you're going to have your little, you're going to have your little journal right by the bed. I'm waiting for you, Lord. You can ready to talk to me. I'm showing, I'm ascribing value that he wakes me up and he shows me something and he shares something with me. And I'm just going to just sacrifice a little sleep right now to write it down. He'll give you more. He'll let you see deeper. We won't do that. Will we? There's a protocol <laughs> to him. We haven't, even, we haven't even gotten into the scripture part yet. I'm going to get in there. But you got to set up some things. You, you have to set up some things when it comes to um, operating in this realm. We don't value our dreams. We go, oh, that's just nothing. First of all, you need to, if you don't distinguish the soulless dreams versus the um, God's dreams, that's going to hinder you in seeing what God is really saying to you. And I have to help you understand what it is when it comes to, man, my time is going, when it comes to secular dreams and soulless dreams. Uh, but I'm going to get to this one point before we get there. Um, I'm going to just jump around because I got to get y'all out of here. Um, one thing before we go there, yeah, I'm going to come back to that. Dreams that you dream deals a lot with your soul. Most of the time, we, do you understand how you manufacture that? Do you really understand how you manufacture that? The dreams that you cause. Is that a good thing? Can we go to the Word and see what the Word says about you manufacturing dreams and what happens? Before we go, can I at least get you there? Okay, <laughs> go to Jeremiah. Lord, go to Jeremiah 23. I want the complete Jewish. Go to Jeremiah 23, 21. And I'm on down, 32. Listen closely. These are the dreams. These are soulless dreams and, and what happens. God is not playing even then. He's not playing. Careful when you start talking about your dreams and who you're sharing them with. And powerful. Go ahead, ready? Read. I did not send these prophets, yet they ran. I did not speak to them, yet they prophesied. If they have been present at my council, they should let my people hear my words and turn them from their evil way and the evil of their actions. Am I God only when near, asks Adonai, and not when far away? Can anyone hide in a place so secret that I won't see him, mm. asks Adonai. 
Adonai says, do I not fill heaven and earth? I have heard what these prophets prophesying lies in my name are saying. I've had a dream. I've had a dream. How long will this go on? Is my word in the hearts of prophets who are prophesying lies, who are prophesying the deceit of their own minds? Mm. Mm. Hold on. Y'all, this is the soulless dream they're talking. This is the soulless dream that they're telling Adonai. Okay, go ahead, finish. With their mind. See, that's, that's where your soul is. That's your mind, your will. Listen, go ahead. With their dreams, they keep telling each other, they hope to cause my people to forget my name, just as their ancestors forgot my name when they worshiped Baal. Mm. If a prophet has a dream, let him tell it as a dream. But someone who has my word should speak my word faithfully. Mm. What do chaff and wheat have in common? Ask Adonai. Is it my word like fire? Ask Adonai, like a hammer shattering rocks? So I am against the prophets, said Adonai, who steal my words from each other. Yes, I am against the prophets, says Adonai, who speak their own words, then add, he says. Mm, good God Almighty. Mm-mm-mm. I am against those who concoct prophecies out of fake dreams, says Adonai. They tell them. And by their lies and arrogance, they lead my people astray. I didn't send them. I didn't commission them. Mm. And they don't do this people any good at all, Stop. says Adonai. Good God. Have y'all seen that in there? Have y'all seen that in there? Have you understood what was going on here with the dreams? See, see what dreams do, they do. They lead people. You got a whole church saying, I got a dream. This person stand up and, and is lead the people to the wrong pasture. The dreams that the prophets is having. The dreams I've dreamed. I've dreamed a, a dream. I've dreamed. Didn't say God gave me that. But a dream that I dreamed. That is so much in there. I have stopped here, but. Yeah, I, I know. Come back. I want to take my time. Y'all say I can take my time. You said I can take my time. I ain't taking my time. I love the hunger, though. I love the hunger. Man, do y'all, do y'all see what's going on in the body of Christ? He said, I didn't give him that. Then you put my name on it. Yeah. Some people I need to be here ain't here today. I need prophets to hear these things. You got to be careful when you say that God or thus save the Lord. He's not playing. Maybe go back. Maybe we didn't, maybe we didn't dissect that enough. Maybe we didn't dissect it enough. And see, this is why you need to be able to distinguish what is of God and what is not, what is of your soul. And it's going to lead, your soul going to lead you from God. It, it's going to lead you to the pit. This is what we don't understand. God, i got to open this thing up, but i, I got to walk through it. Come on, we got to go back here for a minute. Can we, can we take it again? All right, come on, we're coming to study. We're going to find out about this. I'm, y'all say it. You're doing what God told you to do. We haven't even talked about the enemy infiltrating your dreams. How does he infiltrate your dreams? What have you... What have you allowed? 
prohibited. What have you allowed in them gates? That's exactly right. What have you heard? See, he said when he laid that man down, he opened up his ear. His ear. He speaks in his ear. He didn't say nothing about, he said, hear. See, we haven't tackled that soulish man. What's really leading you, giving you the answers. There is no way that you hear the word of God and say, thou should have no other gods. That means you don't infiltrate and allow anything else to permeate, get into there. Nothing. 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 Not your thoughts at all. See, what's wrong is it's too many of our thoughts are in here. And you're not led of the spirit. That's what's wrong. It's too many of our thoughts. It's too many of our ways when he's trying to speak to you. That's why I got to speak to you in a dream. See, man's will. We, we we're going to dissect all of this, but we got to go here first. Go, go back here. Because we got to make sure we can identify what is of God. He said, if an angel come to you, preaching, what's it? He said, another gospel. This is how you got the Mormons. The angel Moroni came to him, to Joseph Smith. He said, if another one comes preaching another gospel, Mormonism is not the gospel of Jesus Christ. First, they deny the blood. This is not, Mormon is not Christ. See, see how you can get just off? They tired too. The reason I said it is because most people in false religion are more dedicated than we are. Jehovah's Witness can build a church in a day. It takes five years for us to build the East Wing. Fundraiser. Every, every week is a fundraiser for the church and never see nothing, manu- never see nothing manifest. It's called the law of reciprocity. It doesn't matter. See, this is what we do. And, and see, us, we won't come to clean the church up. You clean the church up, God's going to take care of your home. You take care of his, he take care of yours. What day are y'all cleaning? Amen. Let's get back to the scripture. Maybe they listen to me again. We got a great go. I need y'all to hear this because if you do not understand how to distinguish what is soulish, and what is of God, you're going you're gonna to run them up. You're going you're gonna to go with the wrong direction. You've got to listen to what he's saying when they were interpreting dreams. It's what they were doing. Listen, this is real close. This is all about dreams. Go ahead. I did not send these prophets, yet they ran. I did not speak to them, yet they prophesied. Hold up. He didn't speak to them, yet they prophesied. Who, who word are they prophesying? Who did they worship then? Who is he talking to? He ain't talking to the word. He's talking to the house of God. Go ahead. If they have been present at my council, mm. they should let my people hear my words and turn them from their evil way. So you can't sit at home and then prophesy out in, in the world. 
Still here. And the evil of their actions. Am I God only when near? Mm. Asks Adonai. And not when far away? Can anyone hide in a place so secret that I won't see him? Mm. Asks Adonai. Adonai says, do I not fill heaven and earth? I have heard what these prophets prophesying lies in my name are saying. I have had a dream. I've had a dream. How long will this go on? Is my word in the hearts of prophets who are prophesying lies? Who are prophesying the deceit of their own minds? Hold on. The heart, the word has to be where? In your heart. Not just on your mouth and your mind, but it had to be in your heart. Okay. Go ahead. With their dreams that they keep telling each other, they hope to cause people to forget my name. So dreams are to do what? If it can cause you, or soulless dream can cause you to leave God, then they should be designed to have you draw you to God. Right? This is what's happening right now. With your dreams, you dream. Go ahead. Just as their ancestors forgot my name when they worshipped Baal. Mm. If a prophet has a dream, let him tell it as a dream. But someone who has my word should speak my word faithfully. Mm. What do chaff and wheat have in common? Ask Adonai. Isn't my word like fire? Asks Adonai, like a hammer shattering rocks. So I am against the prophets, says Adonai, who steal my words from each other. Yes, I am against the prophets, says Adonai, who speak their own words, then add, he says. I am against those who concoct prophecies out of fake dreams, says Adonai. They tell them, and by their lies and arrogance, they lead my people astray. I didn't send them. I didn't commission them, and they don't do this people any good at all, says Adonai. Woo. So, with all that said, do you know that 90 above, probably most all, dream books that Christians use are not biblical? The basis of them are not biblical, but your interpretation of the car. Sigmund Freud and Carl Jung. If you do your proper research, most of the books, their foundation in the Christian is from these two as their foundation. How can it be? How can it be? So, you know, Carl Jung, he, he wasn't a believer. He didn't believe that Jesus was the son of God. He didn't believe in the blood. He didn't believe in the virgin birth. He didn't believe in nothing. Yet you write a book and your basis, your thesis, your basis is based on his interpretation of dreams. Secular. So it, it with Joseph and the uh, cupbearer and the... Um, uh, the cupbearer and the baker. So if he interpreted that dream, he wouldn't have got that he's going to die in three days. He would have did some, some crazy, thick, you know, Greek, uh, 
mythology or something. That's where he would have went at. He went to God, you're going to die in three days. See, it has to be given of God. See, and then to interpret dreams, a God, godly dream, you have to know the ways of God. If you don't know the ways of God, you cannot interpret his dreams. You, need, you can't have an outside source come in to tell you. He, did, he denied all these, but this is how we do it. This is how we do it. Isn't that something? So, you know, you just who, who, can, who is actually able to give me something that's good? I, I, I had a lot of books, and I was like, hmm, oh, this, this is not where I need to go. But they shouting, they doing everything else, but it's something not right. You've got to have the spirit when you start opening up books. You've got to have the spirit of God. It'll lead you. A dream will lead you or a nation he was telling them it will lead you just like your ancestors did. Your dreams that you dream, your soulless dreams about this will lead you away from me. And we're going to break down the other scripture next time. But I just wanted to, I, I just need y'all to understand there is a difference in interpreting dreams. God dreams and secular dreams. You, you need to know the difference because you're going to have them. You're going to have them. So you need to know. See, a lot of times we, we think, you know, oh, well, this dream just didn't make any sense. You haven't searched the thing out. I haven't searched it out yet because I don't have the right tools. I don't have the right understanding. He's speaking to me, but what is he saying? Hmm? Y'all follow? We had a dream last night. Boom, 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 boom. Where did I get that? You think you understand it? I know we talk. You, you there? You remember? Okay. Y'all think you understand it? Do you know, was it, was it a soulless dream or was it God? Because you're going to have both. You're going to have both. Raise your hand up again. I want to see. Mm. Anybody this it's disturbing dream? Disturbing dream. <laughs> okay. Anybody had their calling dream? Has anybody had their calling dream? Come on, don't raise them. Put them up high. Have you had your calling dream? I know <laughs> your calling dream. Okay. So are you doing what he are you actually doing what he called? First of all, do you believe that he called you to what you're doing? I didn't have minds until I, you know, actually was doing it. I, I never had a dream that I was a pastor. I never had a dream that I was a pastor. Not one that I remember. But I had one. There's no way that you can have a dream that God gives you and is not fulfilled if you are actually being obedient. Amen. So he gave me the dream, but hadn't revealed it to me. You know how you can have a dream? Yeah, okay, let's see. Uh, you get an envelope, and you have $1,000 in the envelope. 
and I give you the envelope. It's yours. Do you have it? Do you know what's in it? How you know? Because I told you. But if, but if I didn't tell you, would you still have the thousand dollars? And I gave it to you. Would you still have it? You sure would. So he gave me the dream as a pastor. I just didn't know it. I just, you know how you can open it inappropriately at the wrong time. Don't open it before it's ready. So, you have it. You just didn't see it yet, but you have it. It's yours. It possesses the same value that you have inside of it. You just haven't opened it. But it's still value. It still has the value in it. So the dream that you have inside of you still has the value that he hadn't revealed to you yet. You still have it. Still have it. Do y'all get it? What I'm saying? Maybe I didn't give y'all the right analogy. I need another parable. You, you still have it. It still holds the same value. So you got like stacks of mail, a whole lot of things in it, and you don't know yet. Just all kind of things, all the all the situation issues that you need. All that's right there. I gave it to you. I whispered it to your ear. I give you all the answers. I give you everything you need to function with it. Abraham, go out until he, if he didn't go out, he wouldn't have done it. So on my walk in love, my pastorship is revealed to me. Abraham, when he left out, it, what, he didn't know where he was going. But you need to leave your kindred. And by faith now, sojourn. Have y'all, see, this is what I'm trying to tell you. Y'all really stepping out on what God has told you to do. I ain't not talking partial. She had a dream. Dance studio. She going around dancing at everybody else's studio. She served for four years underneath a lady other studio, four or five years. And I asked her, when are you going to have yours? Right? I'm sitting right over there. See, your dream, you have to believe that he's, that he's speaking to you. So when you lay your head down, see, your approach should be like, Lord, reveal to me. That thing that's hidden in that envelope that I can't see, reveal it to me, equip me. Let me open up at the appropriate time. I don't have no money to open the store, but I, I believe that it's there. See, everything in the kingdom is by belief. It's not on your finances. It has nothing to do with your finances. Your job is to believe. Your job is to believe. This is how you function in the kingdom. He said, pray, believe that you receive. He didn't say just pray. There's something that follows it. Belief. That you what? Receive. I told you that word receive is in my spirit. I can receive the things of the kingdom by faith. I just need to believe. I don't need the finances. This is what the problem is. You are to believe. You are to find someone to be in agreement with. Why 
just that simple. What does Mario need? Hmm? What does Mario need? First, Lord, I want him here. In the minute, I want him here where he can hear the word. What does he need? Not what he wants. See? Ain't nothing more powerful than husband and wife touching the grief. I just truly believe that as believers, we just don't believe. Hello? This is what, this is what's stopping. See, the dream. See, we don't understand the dream that he's given us. We don't understand the world, that, the dream, what that really is. That's the real. Because in your dream, you can conquer and do anything you, can, you want to do. I see myself married. Well, I need to see myself it's first of all, it's being a good homemaker. I provide. I'm faithful. I'm faithful to you, God. Now, I can be faithful to my husband. This is going to be just the same. It's no difference. No breach in what I need to do. I'm not complaining. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Hey, come on, y'all. We're the body of Christ. If we don't believe, why are you praying? I pray because I do believe. I believe that she was going to live and not die. I believe that. There she goes. You can say and believe whatever you want, but there she goes. Amen. I had a friend. My, my wife hugged her. The girl I used to work with hugged her. And she said, oh, my God, you're pregnant. Took her hands off. We had Target. Not knowing, never met her, never knowing. knowing. All of a sudden, she's... She, She's been telling me all the time, I want a baby, she want a baby. Her and her husband want a baby, they want a baby, they want a baby. Trying, trying, two years trying, want a baby. We walk in. That girl pregnant. They sure did. They don't understand. See, if I can get us to just believe that in the dreams, we could do anything. Dream it. You can do it. But that's the realm that you need to be in. Because that's where you saw the kids. It was in the spirit. And the spirit, this is what the, the spirit, the language of his, his spirit is in the dream. And he's telling you all these things. You got a pile of unopened envelopes all about you with all your situation, everything, your husband, your kids, everything in there, your future, all these things. Man. He's done giving it to you already. I've given it to you all and whispered it to you already. You have it. I just opened my envelope when it came to her. And I just believed God. Amen. Above all that I saw, what the doctors were saying, I didn't take in account none of that. I stood on the word of God with y'all. We all did this together. God did this because we believe. That's his will. Amen. That was his will. His will was not for her to perish. This is why in that scripture he said that you won't perish and go into the pit. So I'm going to give you something in your dream that will guide you and lead you to where you need to go. The things that you want to do, you can't do because I already whispered in your ear. You saved Pastor Rod while I was doing everything else. Sealed it up for the right time. 
got to understand when this, this dream stuff is just not what you, what you really think. I'm hoping and praying that God will unveil it to you and let you see that that's, this is the temporal. This is not the real. This is the temporal. The spirit is the real. Why are you not walking in it? Why are you not believing in it? My relationship is not natural. My relationship with my wife is spiritual. It's supernatural. It's temporal. I don't bring her out. I will never stop. Man, you follow what I'm saying? See, what you got? You need a mic? Okay, she need a mic. I'm just fine. I'm so much following what you're saying. Uh, and again, we don't, we don't learn if Holy Spirit doesn't ask you a question. So as pastor's teaching, I'm, I'm asking a question. And um, just the word believe. Mm. Believe means that I can see. Mm-hmm. Believe means that I can see was not there. Believe, see, you, we have to get this. So there's three words that Holy Spirit has given me that I'm going to leave with, and I want to give those simple three words with you too. Believe, receive, and conceive. And you're absolutely right. So it was a young lady that was his friend that he worked with that I never met. Never. I walk up to her and I hug her and I could see what was not there because I am a believer. I could sense star that she had two children. She has two. So much so that I was going to ask her, where are they? I could see her pushing the baby in the stroller. It was crazy. And she... She began to, to cry because she wanted to have children and then try it and couldn't. Not many days But after. because she couldn't believe, same she person. couldn't see. Hold on, same person. And mm-hmm. I ministered to her. And she a believer too, supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Now check this yeah. out. Same person. Mm-hmm. They, they want to buy a house. Oh, I'm sitting in my little office. and you know, She put in the bid. The bid, somebody else bid, and they, they got it. Let's, let's do this. You really want the house? Yeah, I want the house. Come on. Allison, let's go ahead and touch and agree. That's going to be your house. All right. I'm gone. That's it. She's living in that house now. With her two With her children. See, <laughs> so you, y'all, yeah, yeah, there's no magic. There ain't no, there ain't no prestidigitation. It's not, it's not an illusion. No, I know his name. And when you pray, say pray in his name. I call upon his name. I call upon his name. I call upon his name. Boom. I believe. I don't care what I see. Somebody else has the house. They already said, yes, they got it. They got the beard. It's theirs. You want it? Well, let's pray. I pray God's will for some reason. That was his will. 
I could go on. I could, I could tell you other things. This is the thing. We, we, we was, I, was the, I was married to someone else, and she uh, was married to someone else, and, and we, uh, she got her divorce, and mine was like lagging. And until I wanted to actually get married, because mm-hmm. I said I won't never get married again, I would have been fine just staying married but with you, with someone else. See, I would, it, it would just, in my mind, I'm like, I can do this. I don't ever have to see her no again. I just won't get married no more. I just live like this. Mm-mm. So miraculous. See, this is what the thing ready. <laughs> the lawyer office was closed. The paper had, work, had to get there by Monday. They gone out of town. All I know is Monday morning, the mailman dropped it off, but the lawyer was out of town. <laughs> it was. How did they get it? Yeah. Nobody sent it. They may say, I don't know how this happened. <laughs> see, you don't got to be, you, see, you, yeah. this is what I, we, we just don't believe. See, yeah. he, he walked on water. Y'all don't believe. So when you believe, it supersedes the natural physics around you. If you, you can believe. believe if you believe. So we got one clap of a belief. Thank Two, you. I get three, four. We're all believers. Amen. It's no <laughs> trick. See, everybody think it's a trick with God. It's not no trick. <laughs> He said, if thou can. Well, that if means you might not. So we're going to let him go, but I'm okay. giving these words real quick. Yeah. So you do have believe. Believe means you can see. I can see. I believe that I receive. Receive means payment. There you go. So I believe I already received payment. I believe I already have what I'm waiting for. What you're waiting for is the payment. Proof. Evidence of. There you go. And faith is the the evidence. I see because I'm a believer. Which calls me already to receive what already. I can't see. Already. That's it. And the receiving of you can't see then leads into conceive. Conceive in Hebrew means hara, H A R A H, which means to catch on. <laughs> Come on. Look at you. This is what has to happen in pregnancy. That's right. It has to be a catching on. Mm. And the catch on, Pastor, is in the heart. Right. right this is the conception. The catch on is that I've caught on in my heart because I receive, I can see what I can't see, which gives me the payment of conception, the catching on what I can't see into the now. And then this causes a pregnancy and thus it grows in my heart. And it is now my desire being fulfilled. Amen. See, can you believe that? See, (laughs) these are the words of a Christian. I've spoken because because I can see. I can see spiritually. Not the natural, what I don't have, but he has given me the capability to see in the spirit what I don't have. This is why he says, 
Speak what is not mm -hmm. to be. That's right. Because you can see what is not that it is. There you go. Okay. Or can you? But he said if thou. That's why he said if thou. If thou, he's saying mm -hmm. if thou can see. Abraham, look at all of the stars, the, stars, the, sand, the, the sands and earth, and this will be your inheritance. This will be your generation. If See, but he could see. Obviously. So he believed, and he received it as payment. That's you. So there was a catching on, hurrah, yeah. conception of what was not there to be. I'm getting my teaching about Abraham. I got to go there now. But that's all I want to add on because otherwise, and the latter part is that about when you said value, about dreams. So when you leave today, and I thought about how long or how many years we spend in our life dreaming. Is it one a third, third? A third of our life dreaming, which is 40. If you, leave 60, if you leave to be 60, that's 20 years. 20 years of dreaming. dreaming. So this is valuable, right? Mm -hmm. But why is it valuable? He says, and I'm sitting there, so I'm asking, well, he asks me, why is this valuable? Why is dreaming valuable, Sam? Mm. Because for him, start to whisper in your ear and conceal it mm. in your spirit. He said, so, he said, I conceal it in your spirit so you don't do the wrong thing. Okay, that's part of my teaching. He said, so you don't do your thing. He said, I'm... I'm going to conceal it in you, so yeah. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm the value, yeah. Pastor. He says, <laughs> the value of dreaming is that the main time that you learn spiritually is not when you're awake, Cindy. It's when you're asleep. Okay, come on. So I'm saying, Lord God, yes. we're trying to get it all when we are awake. conscious. He said, but it's in your sleep. It's when you learn spiritually. I told you, you grow That's when, you, when you sleep. <laughs> I want you to know the value in dreams when you walk away today is that this is when you really learn spiritually. Amen. 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 I'm going to be quiet. Ministers, come up. It's so much. It's so much. It's so much. Y'all enjoying? It's so much more, y'all. From the surface, hallelujah! It's that time, and you can really value what you value. You protect. It's that time. Part of your worship, your heartbeat. That's part of your worship. Your love toward one another. That's part of your worship. Not just a song. You're away from Christ, in broken fellowship. You don't know where you'll be a thousand years from now. This is the time to come up. If you're not sure, you want to make sure you're on the right path. It's the time to come up. Sickness in your body, it's the time to come up. Generational curse broken off, it's the time to come up. Love seeing Athena. I believe. 
one. Another big thing is don't open your mouth. We went into that doctor's office in that room with all that family and they were saying all these things and stuff. I was like, man, can y'all just be quiet? I'm not going to let the enemy know what I'm worried about. He said, that thing that you worry is come upon you now. You know, don't, don't be careful. I'm going to speak life. That's what the Bible says we can do. Speak life. Glory to God. dreams write them down God he wouldn't have us if he's not going to show us some things you see I'll show you great and mighty things you know not so if he's got us teaching on this guess what he's guess what he's about to reveal some of y'all envelopes the thousand dollars still carried the weight you just didn't know it's in there but it's still a thousand dollars I'm just using it as a metaphor your purpose is still there your purpose is still there. It's time for it to be revealed if it hadn't been revealed. Everybody's hand should have went up. Everybody's hand. My calling, I got my calling dream. I know what it is. You spoke to me. I'm doing what you're supposed to do. Everybody. Honest should know. She's 12 years. She should know. God can speak to her too. It's according to your heart. Your, the condition of your heart. Glory to God. God is good. Well, let's bow our hearts then. If you haven't, haven't spoken to you to come up, I guess you're good then, huh? Mm. All right. Talk to him. Talk to your father. Hallelujah. Can we bow our hearts right now? I just want to thank God. Father, we just want to thank you for today, Father. Thank you for this time that you allotted for us, Father gather today in the bond of peace, Father. Thank you for everyone who has come out, Father. I pray, Father, that you would just continue to shine your countenance on them, Father, that you would be gracious to them, Father, and you would give them your shalom, Father, your peace. Father, we thank you today, Father, for just life. We thank you for the dreams that you've given us and you're going to reveal to us in the weeks to come, Father. We thank you right now for every provision, every need is met today, Father. Thank you that we're being perfected, Father, in love, Father. Thank you right now that we're going to cherish, Father, the relationships that we have with each other because that's a reflection on how we have a relationship with you, Father. And we're going to do what we saw feed and start with today, Father. They're going to connect and love each other and tell each other that they love them. Thank you, Father, for allowing them to open up their home to her and her family, Father. Now, Father, abundantly supply them, Father, in the name of Jesus. He said, you have not because you ask not. So, Father, I thank you right now for our family members who are not saved, Father. Glory to God. They come into the kingdom, Father, by any means that you see necessary, Father. We thank you right now. We bless you. We give you glory, Father. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem, Father. 
We thank you right now. You say you will prosper them, Father, that bless them, Father, and you will curse them that curse them. So, Father, we ask for a blessing over them right now, Father. We thank you, Father, that thy kingdom come and thy will be done, Father. We honor you today. There is nobody like the living true word. Thank you for the communion today, Father, that we are in right standing with you, Father. We can now have access and boldness to the throne of God, Father. Glory to God. And we can come before as one people, Father, one heart, Father, in the name of Jesus today, Father. It's in that name, the name that only, that no man, only the name of Jesus that you can be saved in, that we come to you today to speak to the Father. It's in Jesus, Yeshua, Hamashiach, the anointed one. We pray in today. Stay in the glory. Go in peace. Shalom, shalom. Amen and amen. Woo! Hallelujah. Hold on. All right, everybody stay put for a second, if you would. If you mind. <laughs> we here. We might as well. <laughs> amen. purpose actually <laughs> come on sweetheart come on up here lady So we learned today, uh, conceive, receive, uh, believe, receive, and conceive. So I believe that this woman was my wife a long time ago. Man, I got to tell you, I sat in his office, so, um, and she received me. She did. And I wasn't perfect, and uh, <laughs> I plucked her nerves a lot. <laughs> She received me, and um, it's it's wonderful to know that um, to know who the woman for you is, the woman that God specifically designed for you, and she has been specifically <laughs> designed for me. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna sing a song real quick. I'm gonna ask a question.
Oh, oh.